and welcome to the Why Behind the What, where the what can start a conversation, but the why can open up one's soul. My name is Nathan Albert, and as always, I am so glad you are listening to this podcast today. This season, we are discovering the divine all around us, seeing the spiritual and everything, and hopefully being surprised by the sacred. My son has always loved Eric Carle's The Very Hungry Caterpillar. I mean, if you haven't read this one, it is a real page turner. But because of this, my mom sent my son a butterfly kit in the mail. And inside was a jar with five almost microscopic caterpillars that would, within a week, according to the instructions, would grow 1,000 times their size, build themselves a chrysalis, and then a few days after that would emerge as butterflies. The kit had the step-by-step instructions as well as the necessary syringe to provide homemade nectar to each butterfly. This was a kid's dream and a parent's chore. But lo and behold, when we set it all up, within a couple weeks, we had five painted lady butterflies, which appeared out of their chrysalises or, or chrysali, out of their chrysali, and then we released them into the wild with a fanfare of goodbyes and waves. It actually was a pretty cool experience, except for the amount of um, butterfly meconium that splattered everywhere when the butterflies emerged from the, cl- the chrysalis. I was, I was not prepared for that mess. But not too long after this experience, we found a caterpillar in our backyard, and it was a huge one. And we knew it was going to turn into a monarch butterfly. It was one of those bright green, big old caterpillars. And it had climbed up into our little gazebo structure in our backyard, and it planted itself onto one of these plastic benches uh, where we noticed it was hanging upside down, beginning to make its own chrysalis. And once this happened, it became our daily routine to go outside, check on it to see if it had emerged in a spray of that darn butterfly meconium. And lo and behold, about a week later, all we found was the broken chrysalis. And then something odd started happening. We noticed monarch butterflies all over our yard. You know how that works? Like you buy a Honda Civic and then all you see around town are Honda Civics? Almost every day, there'd be this moment where we'd go, uh, where we'd see one rest on a bush or not a Honda Civic, I mean a butterfly. Uh, They'd they'd fly across our yard or, or land near where we were playing. I mean, maybe they'd been there all along, but it was as if we had just begun to see how many butterflies were around or how a few bushes near our house seemed to be a home to a handful of different butterfly varieties. The word metamorphosis has often been used to describe a situation, the the transformative process of changing from one form to a completely different form, from the caterpillar to the butterfly. And this is what happens. In that chrysalis, the caterpillar completely dissolves and are recreated into a new organism, the butterfly. A related word in Greek, which is often used in many religious traditions, is metanoia, and it's translated to change one's mind or change one's understanding. In some religious circles, it's really promoted uh, as this word repent, which, uh, I mean, if we're honest, that word comes with a lot of baggage. And the use of the word is about turning one's direction or turning away to pursue a different way of living. But in some ways, it often lacks the element of expanding one's understanding or changing changing one's mind, as it is often translated. I think this butterfly illustration uh, is actually a, a pretty good illustration of the path of faith, and I know many others have have uh, shared similar things. But I have to I have come to believe that one's faith is meant to expand and to grow 
and change and evolve. And at times, our, might, our faith might go into a, a deep type of chrysalis, a place of hiding, a place of dissolving. And through this process, though, our faith can grow anew. Without it taking a new form or, or dain, gaining a deeper understanding, I think our faith may stifle out and constrict our freedom to fly. I mean, let's be honest, there, there, are, there are times when we just need to change our mind about some things especially when it comes to certain theologies or politics, and especially, I think, it should change about the divine, the unknowable. The more we know about the unknowable, our minds should change. A friend of mine once shared that he was reading a book, or actually two different books, about the Christian faith, and he found one, he told me, presented a really narrow type of faith, while the other one presented a really expansive faith, and he was really drawn uh, to the expansive book. Yet at the same time, the, the, the book that was more narrow, he realized that had been much of his life and much of his teaching. And he voiced his hope that, that his faith would continue to expand his understanding and knowledge and belief rather than restricting it. And for me, it was, a, it was clear to me he named a process of metanoia, our own metanoia. And sometimes we need to leave behind the meconium so we can fly Korean fly clean. We need to have that space where such metanoia can occur. And so it's my hope that each of us, as we continue to pursue a life full of metanoia, one where we can evolve and change and deepen not only our understanding, but also our entire personhood, so that hopefully, as we do, we can learn the beauty and the freedom of flight. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the why behind the what. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge, huge help to me. And if you could share this in your social media circles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, why not? I'd be so thankful as this also helps others find the podcast. As always, this podcast is written, recorded, and edited on Monacan land. And until next time, may you have peace, may you have calm, may you have happiness. happiness.